0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dr. Anna Banerjee is the Director of Global and Indigenous Health at the Faculty of Medicine. At the University of Toronto, she's a Pediatric Infectious Diseases Specialist, and she's back with us on The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Dr. Banerjee, thank you very much for taking the time, and may I just get a... Start off, comment from you on the efficacy of the vaccines as you understand it, and 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 what do you say about this sixteen-week wait?
1: So you know the vaccines in general, they have similar efficacy, uh, where you know basically they work in in keeping people out of the hospital and ICU and dying. So they're they're pretty similar, um, and uh, the. The some a lot of the vaccines now are being tested in younger children. Now the 16 week wait wait is really supposed to be a maximum of 16 weeks. It's trying to get people vaccinated, as many people vaccinated as possible, and, and as soon as we have enough vaccine for the second dose, the higher risk groups really should get the second dose, like the elderly people. So it's not that we really need everyone to wait for four months. We're hoping I'm I'm hoping it's a lot less than that, but I think it's it's. Say up to four months.
0: Up to four months. Well, they give me a piece of paper as they're giving everyone who's being vaccinated with a date on it, and mine's in the end of July. But we're all hoping sooner. Now, what yes. about the variants? And I, uh, we, we say this all the time—the variants. That's what we've been talking about for the last number of weeks. But most recently, I've been hearing about an increased threat from variants outdoors. Yes. yes. No. Yes. Yeah. So, so
1: the variants. Uh, The main variant that we're seeing right now is the UK variant, and you know this is um, it's concerning because it's much more infectious, and and from what we see, it seems to have caused more severe disease. Uh, The the fact generally being outside versus inside is much less infectious, but I I think things depend on how close you are, how long you're together. So if you're going for a long walk with someone, uh, you know, outside, it's better to wear a mask and keep your distance. And and I would just avoid crowded places. But in general, people should be going out. It's been a long winter, uh, but just try to do it safely. And again, get your vaccine.
0: Uh, is it fair to assume uh, that we really don't know how many variants there are? We're aware of some of them, but I would imagine this virus is replicating and, and it's uh, morphing into different uh, variants on a regular basis. Would, would that be fair?
1: Yes. Yeah, uh, this virus is mutating quite rapidly, and any mutation that gives the virus an advantage, uh, you know, like either more infectious, more transmissible, more, uh, you know, that it allows the virus to multiply faster, uh, Tends to dominate. So right now, very quickly, the UK strain is becoming the dominant strain. And, uh, you know, it's not the South African yet or the Brazilian, but all around the world, as this virus is multiplying, it's mutating. And the mutations, the healthier mutations of the virus are the ones that are going to survive. And we'll see. We don't know, you know, next year, are we going to have a whole new set of uh, mutations as possible?
0: Yeah. Um, kids. A lot of talk about kids, kids in school, kids not in school. We're going to be talking about that more today and uh, tomorrow on the program. But Pfizer is saying that their vaccine is 100% effective for those 12 to 15 years of age. Now, you're a pediatric infectious diseases specialist. Uh, What do you say to that? And I'm receiving emails from parents wondering whether their children at 12 years of age should be vaccinated at all.
1: Yeah, no, I know. There's there's a lot of questions around vaccination. So Pfizer did a relatively small study, giving half the the group placebo, half the group the vaccine, and there were no cases of COVID in in the vaccine vaccinated group. There's several reasons why we would consider vaccinating kids. One is the variant is is occurring, and it seems to be targeting younger people. and And we're hearing I don't have the numbers yet, but there are more kids now ending up in the hospital and in the ICU. You know, even though kids don't get as sick as adults, they still can get sick, and we I've seen kids have long-hauler symptoms. Like, for example, as well in the U.S., there were um, about 300 kids that have died so far and 16,000 hospitalizations, and that's, that's not including the recent statistics of the variants. We know that kids might have a hard time wearing masks at school, there's sometimes uh, difficulties in keeping the physical distancing and also that that uh, kids some you know teenagers they don't want to wear their masks sometimes i walk past schools you see teenagers hanging out together without their masks um so one of the big things is that we can't have herd immunity unless a certain percentage of the whole population is vaccinated so kids are not vaccinated they serve as a reservoir for the community so kids now, are spreading it back and forth to each other, spreading it to the teachers and bringing it home. And, um, so that's, that's one reason to prevent, uh, the, you know, to curve the, uh, the COVID curve. That's one thing, but also to protect those kids. But it's also very stressful for children to have schools open and close and open and close. So if we can vaccinate these kids and, and just say, You know, over the summer, by September, you have, you know, the kids that are going into classes vaccinated. It's a lot less stress. You're going to have a lot less outbreaks and school closures. The kids will feel more comfortable seeing their grandparents. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's safer just to have the kids at school.
0: What are your thoughts about Ontario's move to uh, return to more restrictions? Um, What are the ultimate benefits of such actions? And is it your sense that people are are really uh, in tune with these new restrictions or uh, returning restrictions? Or are people saying, hey, it's the time of year and I've had enough and I'm moving on?
1: It's probably both. I mean, for, for places like Ontario uh, Toronto and Peel, uh, it's not much new. We've been in basically a lockdown for, for months now. Um, but to me, you know, I understand the need for continuing lockdown, except what I think should really happen is Ramping up, calling this like a state of emergency because right now it is with you know with uh, over three thousand cases yesterday and the day before, a highest number of people in the ICU, four hundred and fifty one yesterday. You know it, it is quite concerning. However, it's not the corner bookstores that are causing the outbreaks. It's it's the meat processing plants. It's the Amazon warehouses who are who are who are at risk. It's the teachers. It's the bus drivers. So I think taking this time and calling it like a state of emergency where the goal is to vaccinate everyone who's an essential worker i think that's really important because people you know right now we're all staying at home some of us are staying at home but but the people that are working are the ones that are getting covid are are the ones getting sick and ending up in the hospital and sometimes dying Mm -hmm. and so i think that the vaccine criteria should expand all essential workers should be vaccinated during this time. We should have no uh, empty spots in the vaccine clinics, double book if you have to. We're getting millions of doses of vaccine coming in, you know, this week and the next couple of weeks. We need to get them out as quickly as they get them in. And and then what we do is we have mobile clinics. You go to these factories, you vaccinate people, you have the teachers come in, you vaccinate everyone. You have the family doctors opening up their clinics and vaccinate people. And if you and if you ask people for support, like, you know, doctors, nurses, volunteers, we're out there. Like, we're, people are right. ready to be part of the solution. Right. It's just that we need to change the whole mentality of this. Rather, okay, go slowly, row by row, you know, age by age. Because who's getting sick? 60 essential workers? Yeah. And we need to do something about that now.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts,